Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about Ukraine, because it got loud last night. So we're going to provide a general overview of what happened and kind of catch everybody up on what happened overnight. And then we're going to answer a couple of basic questions that came in. Okay, so the obvious question to start off with is what did it look like? The most likely option for something full scale. It was very, very much a desert storm style template. It started off with a strong air and artillery game, followed up by combined arms, I think, along four routes. That's uh, four main lines of advance, but that's murky at the moment. That's not really confirmed. Um, Russian military moved very, very quickly. They moved very quickly. There weren't any real surprises on that side other than uh, some fragility that was displayed in their economy. From that, we can anticipate that NATO's response is going to be heavily reliant on sanctions, which that's not a surprise, but it may be a little bit different than what they've messaged so far. And we'll have a whole follow-up video on that soon. Now, from the Ukrainian side, their military is probably going to be criticized because they didn't put up much of a fight. That's how it's going to be said, I'm sure. Remember, that was the plan. They weren't supposed to put up a huge fight. The Ukrainian military had zero chance of going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Russian military and succeeding. The plan was to put up a small fight and then kind of melt away so they could launch an unconventional campaign. The best-case scenario would have been for them to get that up and running while the Russian advance was still going on. Doesn't look like that happened, um, and it doesn't look like it's going to. So from that, odds are we're moving to the worst case, which is a protracted, unconventional resistance-style campaign. That, that's a long-term thing. Now, there is the possibility that what we saw as far as the Ukrainian military kind of melting away was an actual military collapse. It's impossible to tell because the plan was for it to look like a military collapse. So we're not going to know that right away. And it, it could be one of those things where it could go either way. It's up to Ukrainian leadership to kind of galvanize those troops who, who melted off and did what they were supposed to. Now it's up to the leadership to bring them back online. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, so that's where we're at. That, that's what's occurred at time of filming. This video probably won't be released for another couple hours, though. So there will be more developments in the meantime. Uh, one of the questions that has come up repeatedly is whether or not you, uh, Russia is going to advance beyond Ukraine into other countries, particularly NATO countries. Um, that's incredibly unlikely for a bunch of reasons. The first, when you're talking about NATO countries, that would be a mistake. Russia doesn't want to tangle with all of NATO. 
if they move into a NATO nation, an attack on one is a, an attack on all. That is incredibly unlikely. Now, as far as non-NATO nations, also unlikely, with uh, one exception, and we'll get to that, but NATO estimates suggest that Russia has at their disposal roughly 190,000 troops. For comparison, in 2003, when the U.S.-led coalition went into Iraq, it had about 180,000. The populations of Ukraine and Iraq are pretty similar. They don't have the manpower for much else. You know, we've talked on this channel about what it takes to take and hold land as far as personnel. They don't have the troops to do much else. The one exception to this is Moldova because it has a, it has a very small population. And there is a, a pretext there for them to get involved. However, at the same time, Moldova is already going to have its own issues dealing with people fleeing. So I'm not sure that Russia would want to get involved with that right away. Uh, but that may be something that uh, they're looking at as dessert rather than as part of the, the main course. Um, so another question that came in dealt with civilian losses. The Russians are saying there aren't any. Um, the Ukrainians are saying there are a few hundred. There are a few hundred, and that number is going to go up. They aren't all accounted for. The idea that any nation could stage something like this without civilian losses is laughable. That's not a thing. Generally speaking, there are more civilians lost than military. It's, that's, that's just how it goes. That's war. Wars are bad. Um, so this is where we're at as of now. It does not look like NATO is going to get involved militarily in this directly. It does look like there's going to be a response, but it will be through aid and it will be through sanctions. Uh, there is talk about countries invoking Article 4. To clear that up in the NATO treaty, it's Article 5 that you, you really need to pay attention to. <laughs> Article 5 is war. Article 4 is we all need to sit down and talk and come up with a defensive plan. So don't let the, uh, the discussion of Article 4 elevate your blood pressure too much. That, that, was, that was pretty anticipated. So there's your overview. This is what happened while hopefully you got some sleep. Um, odds are that this is going to uh, be, be pretty protracted at this point. Um, unless that actually was a Ukrainian military collapse, this is probably going to go on for a while. If it was a collapse, it might already be pretty much over. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.